Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Bismillah walhamdulillah Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala Qala rabbi shahli sadiri wa yasirli amri Wahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli Allahumma zidna ilma All praise and thanks is due to Allah Azza wa Jal Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayh Peace and salutations upon his family, upon his friends And upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions and he says وَرَبَطْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ إِذْ قَامُوا فَقَالُوا رَبُّنَا رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَنْ نَدْعُوَ مِنْ دُونِهِ so Allah says And we made their hearts firm That we made their hearts firm And strong That we made their hearts firm And strong And with Tawheed And then Allah says إِذْ قَامُوا فَقَالُوا رَبُّنَا When they stood up and they said Our Lord is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ That Allah is the Lord of the heavens and the earth لَن نَدْعُوَا And we shall never call upon any ilah لَنْ نَدْعُوَ مِنْ دُونِهِ Besides Allah إِلَاهًا As other than Allah لَقَدْ قُلْنَا إِذَنْ شَطَطَ And if we did, we should indeed have uttered an enormity in disbelief. So Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says that He gave them sabr He gave them patience and he made them steadfast. He made them firm in what they believed. And Allah gives them a reassurance in their hearts in a situation that they are finding themselves in. Right? And this happens to many of us as well. That Allah Azza wa Jal, if you are steadfast, if you are patient, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does what for you? He reassures you. First of all, he gives you that strength, right? And we've all been through certain problems, certain situations in life. And it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that reassures us that if we are firm and we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he reassures us that we, he will grant us success. He reassures us that if we have sabr, he will make us firm. And here we can see the lesson drawn or the lesson shown to us by these youngsters. A group of youth standing up against tyrants. But what type of tyrant? A tyrant that says that you must worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna shirka la azim. That indeed shirk, indeed ascribing partners with Allah, indeed worshipping other than Allah azza wa jal, dhulmun azim. Is the greatest of oppression. Right, nowadays we live in a time, we live in a place where people don't actually look at shirk anymore as a big dhulm. 
They don't look at shirk as the greatest oppression. But everything else needs a protest. Everything else needs a petition. But speak about Tawheed, speak against shirk, then you become narrow-minded. Correct? Then you're only one-track-minded. You are a badu, you're still living in the desert. Right? This is the reality. This is what we are facing today. And then Allah, this was his, Allah's kindness towards these youth. He enabled them to believe and be guided and he granted them patience, steadfastness and he reassured them what they are doing, what they are upon is indeed the truth. Then Allah says, إِذْ قَامُوا فَقَالُوا رَبُّنَا رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَنْ نَدْعُوَ مِنْ دُونِهِ إِلَهًا لَقَدْ قُلْنَا إِذَنْ شَطَطَ So what did they do? When they stood up, and then what did they say? They said, رَبُّنَا They said, our Lord, رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ is the Lord of the heavens and the earth. لَنْ نَدْعُوَ مِنْ دُونِهِ إِلَهًا لَقَدْ قُلْنَا إِذَنْ شَطَطَ and never shall we call upon any ilah. We shall not call upon any other deity. We shall not make dua to anyone that is dead. We shall not make dua to any wali, to any saint. We shall not call upon someone that is far away. But we call unto Allah and we make dua to Allah and to Allah alone. This was the call. This was not a call of any group. This was not a call revived by Ibn Taymiyyah or his student Ibn Qayyim. Allah be pleased with both of them. And then this methodology, this manhaj was revived by Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab. Rahimallahu ta'ala. No. This is the call of the Quran. This is the call of the Sunnah. This is the call of Allah Azza wa Jal. This is not my words. I'd open the book of Allah. Go to pay, go to Suratul Kaf, to verse number 15, and see for yourselves. Allah says, "Lan nadu'a min dunihi ilahalla qad kulna idan shatata." That if they did, or if we did, we should indeed have uttered an. Great deal of disbelief. Imagine they had to say that we disbelieve in Allah. Imagine they had to say that we take another ilah. This is the greatest form of disbelief. The greatest shirk. I think in the first or the second week, we started the surah. We brought verses towards the end of surah to Maryam. That when they said that Allah has a son, when they say that Allah kept a son, He's begotten a son, then what does Allah say? That the earth, yani, basically split, the sky split open. The earth was asunder. Why? Because they fabricated the greatest lie against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah says, He's the Lord of the heavens and the earth. He's the one who created us. Right? Tawheed a rububiyah. 
that He is the one who created us. He is the one that granted us provisions. He is the one that is in control of us. And He is the one that cares for us. If you ask who created the heavens and the earth, and then what is the answer? It is Allah. When they asked the Quraysh in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who created the heavens and the earth? They said Allah. So this also teaches us that Tawheed or Rububiyyah is not sufficient. Just to say that Allah is the Lord is not sufficient. But with that you need to say that Allah is the Lord, yes, and all worship is dedicated to Allah and to Allah alone. Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. La ma'bud bihaq illallah. None has the right to be worshipped except Allah. And this is important. Because up until today you will find someone, certain groups within the Muslim community, they say that yes, Allah is the provider, Allah is the nourisher, Allah is the sustainer. And they, but they never preach Tawheed al-Uluhiyah they never preach that Allah is the Ilah they never preach that our worship is for Allah they never preach that our dua is for Allah and this is why you find a discrepancy in the Aqidah this is why you find that they will go to the Wali this is why you find they call up the Qadir Jilani this is why they make dua to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Akhithni ya Rasulullah Because they've forgotten and they don't understand the fundamentals of Tawheed But why must you speak about Tawheed? I never planned to speak about Tawheed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Tawheed in his book And this is why Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala He says that Tawheed the whole Quran is filled with Tawheed. From Surah Al-Fatiha until Surah Nas. Open the book of Allah. Read the book of Allah. And you will see. So we said that Allah is the creator. Allah is the nourisher. Allah is the sustainer. Allah is the only one who could create mighty creations. Look at the sun. Look at the moon. The mountains. The sea, the oceans. Look at the birds in the sky. The camel in the desert. The lions in the jungle. Who created them? It is Allah. So Allah appealed to the human. أَفَلَا يَنْظُرُونَ إِلَى الْإِبِلِ كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ وَإِلَى السَّمَاءِ كَيْفَ رُفِعَتْ Have you not looked? At the creation of the she-camel. <clears throat> Have you not looked at what is keeping up the sama? Don't you see the pigs that is pigging down the mountains? This is the Quran. Tadabbur. You must think. You must ponder. The book of Allah who subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these idols and these images and these false deities, these false gods, 
they do not create or they do not grant provision and they have no power to bring benefit or cause harm or to cause death or to give life or to bring about resurrection these are all things for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right under this verse again the Mufassirun they explain and they say that they quoted the oneness of divine lordship as evidence for the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right we will never call min dunihi ilaha we will never call upon any god besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is from amongst the created things and if we did that is if we called upon other gods besides Allah after we have come to know that he is the Lord then it is not permissible or appropriate to worship any but him imagine Allah Azza wa Jal he granted you the gift of Islam right you were born Muslim Alhamdulillah after studying and knowing Tawheed knowing who Allah is knowing that you must only worship Allah you decide to call upon the dead you decide to worship other than Allah what thanks is this to Allah it's not thanking Allah imagine right there's no example to Allah Azza wa Jal but imagine your son or your daughter you do everything for them you reared them from baby you pay the school fees you pay the university fees and all you want is a what? an obedient child but what happens? goes to opposite of that he disobeys you in everything you can think of he disobeys you are you going to be happy yes or no? no? no right? you're not going to be pleased with that child correct? You're going to be upset. You're going to be hurt. This is the Lord of the worlds. Nothing affects Allah Azza wa Jal. But what gratitude do we give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No gratitude whatsoever. When you call to other, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Ha'ula'i that these our people have taken for worship false gods other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why do they not bring of them a clear authority and who does more wrong than he who invents a lie against Allah Azza wa Jal? So having mentioned what Allah has bestowed upon them of faith and guidance, they then mentioned what their people were following. So now they're speaking about their people and they're saying that their people took other gods besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they resented them for that. They disapproved of this. Because they believed in Allah and in Allah alone. So they knew 
that our people are not worshipping Allah and they even explain what the people are doing and then what do they say then they explain and they say that why don't this people bring for them a clear authority and who does more wrong than inventing a lie against Allah Azza wa Jal? So these people, they were extremely ignorant. These people, they were extremely misguided. Right? So why don't they bring proof and evidence for what they are following a falsehood? Right? You, you give godly status to the dead. He can grant me what I want. He's a wali. Or they believe that these idols can do. So bring forth. Bring your proof. Look at the story of Nabi Ibrahim. Right? The story of Nabi Ibrahim. It's a very lengthy story. But there comes a time when the people go out to do celebrate their Eid or their festivity. And what does Nabi Ibrahim do? He stays behind. And what does he do? He destroys the idol. And he leaves the axe. The people come back and they ask what happened. So what does he say? He say, ask the one idol what happened to the other idol. Right? Ask the big one what happened to the small one or the small one what happened to the big one. It's more your God. This is your God. This is your Ilah. So ask him. But can they speak? La yamtiku. They cannot speak, they cannot hear. They cannot look at you. They cannot cause harm to you, they cannot benefit you. What do you know? What is the panika of Tawheed? Look at the statement of Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu an. When he kissed the black stone, what did he tell the black stone? Innaka that indeed you are but a stone that indeed you are but a stone and had I not seen Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kiss you I would have never kissed you because la yadurru wa la yanfa'u that you do not benefit and you do not cause harm do not harm you do not benefit Again, these verses are bringing out the oneness of Allah, the tawheed of Allah, and speaking against ascribing partners to Allah. This is what is happening. The words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلَ وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَدِيثًا And who is, more, who is more truthful in speech than Allah? Who? You don't find that. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَإِذِعْ تَزَلْتُمُوهُمْ 
وَمَا يَعْبُدُونَ إِلَّا اللَّهَ فَأْوُوا إِلَى الْكَهْفِ يَنْشُرْ لَكُمْ رَبُّكُمْ مِنْ رَحْمَتِهِ وَيُهَيِّئْ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَمْرِكُمْ مِرْفَقَ So these young men, they said to one another, and when you withdraw from them and that which they worship except Allah, then seek refuge in the cave. Your Lord will open a way for you from His mercy and will make easy for you your affairs. So now they start speaking to one another. And they say to one another that as you have withdrawn from your people, from people both physically and in a religious terms, there is nothing left but to be saved from the evil and to take measures that will lead to that. And that is because that they had no way of fighting them and they could not remain amongst them when they were following a religion other than this. And remember that if you put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely Allah azza wa jal will definitely open a way for you. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in surah al-talaq? وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجَةً وَيَرْزُقُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبَ And whosoever puts his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجَةً Then know that Allah will make a way for him. وَيَرْزُقُهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبَ And he will sustain you. He will provide for you in ways that you might not even imagine. Don't you remember maybe? You were going through some real difficult time. And you put your trust in Allah. And then something came and they gave you something. Then maybe you know that SMS alert came. You know, money came through into the account. That it happens. So put your trust in Allah, and this is what this youth did. And this goes for the dawah as well. This goes for the dawah that we find ourselves in. That you need to put your trust in Allah. And Allah will make a way for you. Allah will open ways for us. We've seen it. And then they took refuge in the cave. And they were told to go and hide there. And Allah showered them with mercy. And He will make fitting provisions for them in their situation. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again, if you strive in the way of Allah, Allah will make a way for you. Allah will open a way for you. Allah will give you a way. But what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want from us? That effort. You cannot just sit at home and expect Allah to give, but you don't want to give to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's deen. Intansurullah. Afwan? Right? If you help Allah's deen, Allah is going to help you. 
So Allah doesn't need our help. Huh? Allah has his own armies. Right? And none knows the armies of Allah except Allah. But if you strive in the path of Allah and you do work for Allah's deen, then Allah will benefit you as well. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتَرَى الشَّمْسَ إِذَا طَلَعَتْ تَزَاوَرُ عَنْ كَهْفِهِمْ ذات اليمين وإذا غرب تقرضهم ذات الشمال وهم في فجوة من ذلك من آيات الله من يهدي الله فهو المهتد ومن يدلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا You would have seen the sun when it rose declining to the right from the cave and when it set Turning away from the, turning away from them to the left, while they were in the spacious part of the cave. That was one of the signs of Allah. He whom Allah guides is rightly guided, but he whom Allah causes to go astray, for him you will find no guardian to guide him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He protected them from the sun By making available to them a cave Where or when the sun rose It declined to the right Away from it And when it set It turned away from it to the left So its heat And it did not touch them And it did not cause Any damage To their bodies وَهُمْ فِي فَجْوَةٍ min. While they were in a spacious part of it. So that is of the cave, namely a wide part of the cave. So those that go on hikes and you have seen caves, obviously when you come into the cave, right, as you walk in, like in the way, maybe starts off small. But it might expand and go back. So they were in the part, a spacious part of the cave. That was so that the fresh air and breezes could reach them. Thus taking away any staleness and protecting them from discomfort as would exist in a narrow space. Imagine you in a narrow space, a confined space. What happens? At someone that doesn't like confined space, what happens to him? They? Claustrophobic. They can suffocate. Imagine they're sleeping for years. They're sleeping for years. So see the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they were there for a very, very long time. And this is one of the signs of Allah azza wa jal. Right? And this is, or points out to the power and the might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also the mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to them. Why mercy? Right, we can see help, alhamdulillah. But why the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? For Allah guiding you to the truth, taking you out of darkness, is this not a mercy upon you? This is a bounty. This is a ni'mah. Right? And bounties and mercies is something very great. As the proverb goes, 
What is a bounty? A bounty is known to you when what happens? When it is lost. Last year, when it was the big lockdown, what happened? How didn't we wish just to walk outside? Correct? Even, <laughs> subhanallah, even shopping. When you went shopping, it was like, whoa, I'm leaving the house. Right? I'm going to the shop. I remember, right, we obviously went shopping before, and then lockdown started. And then that first Friday, I remember still, I remember clearly it was on the Friday morning. And we went to checkers, and it was like, Yo, so nice to be out. It's like, and I don't know if you, if students even noticed, but if you look, looked out of the window, things just look more green at that time. Like if you were far away from the mountains, you could see the mountain look more green. Like if you drove in the, the road, you would see the grass patches were growing. Could hear more birds chirping. Right, so these are the ni'mah, these are the bounties. And a bounty is only known once it is lost. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ذَلِكَ مِنْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ That that was one of the signs of Allah Azza wa Jal. There are many signs of Allah. إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ that indeed it is Allah who created the heavens and the earth. And it is He, Allah, who changes night into day and day into night. For what? So that you may ponder. So that you may reflect. So that you may think about who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. How soothing is it to walk in nature? How beautiful is it just to see and watch the ocean? Could it have just come like that? It has to be an ilah. There has to be an Allah. And he needs to be worshipped. Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. So these youth, they left their people behind. Allah placed them in a cave. And Allah made it easy for them to be in this specific cave. This was no coincidence. This was the qadr. This was the decree of Allah who Azza wa Jal. Shaykh Uthaymin rahimahullah ta'ala, he says that no doubt these signs indicate the wisdom and mercy of Allah. Right? There's no doubt about this. No one doubts this. Does this mean that these signs are a karama? Yani is it miracles for them? And he says no doubt that this is a karama. And this is the end of the quote of Sheikh Uthaymin. The fact that karama, miracles happen to the righteous of this ummah is something that is proven and there is no doubt concerning this. We as Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama, we believe in karama. We believe that karama takes place. And this is one of the ways that Allah makes his believing slaves steadfast and is part of his reward in this world. Imam At-Tahawi Rahimallahu ta'ala in his famous Aqidah book, Al-Aqidah At-Tahawiyah, he mentions and he says that we believe in what is narrated about the karama 
and what is mentioned in Sahih reports from trustworthy narrators and this is the end of the Imam's quote but it is obviously essential to approach this matter with caution and correct understanding because it deals with extraordinary events and what happens or what can happen is that to some who promote misguidance the ignorance will think that this is a karama so now what do we understand we understand that the karama comes from Allah and it's given to his righteous slaves but also Ahlul Dalala, Ahlul Bid'ah, Ahlul Zayr they can also do certain things that will seem like a karama if you read the ahadith about who? about Tajjal right? go read in Sahih Muslim and Bukhari what does the Prophet say about Tajjal? he will bring the dead of what? big deceiver he will bring the dead alive and with a karama right? something great but Allah gives him this permission but he's there to deceive people so always watch out Shaykhul Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala he says the karama of the close friends of Allah are true according to ijma of the ulama of Islam and this is the ulama of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah but the Shaykh also he explains that this karamas they are given to who? They are given to the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who are righteous. And other people, Ahlu Bida, Ahlu Dalal, they also do certain miracles in inverted commas, but that is not of the karama given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May yahdillahu fahuwa al-muhtad, wa may yudlil falan tajida lahu waliyam murshida. That he whom Allah guides is rightly guided, that is, there is no way to attain guidance except from Allah. This is bottom line. Right? Guidance comes from Allah. You can stand on your head. You can do somersaults giving da'wah. You can have the best da'wah stand. You can give the best of speeches. But if Allah chooses that none of those people listening to you is going to get da'wah, is going to accept Islam, is going to be guided, then that is Allah's decree. Right? Success and guidance, they are in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Allah says that, that that is the guidance of Allah by which He guides whom He wills. And one whom Allah leaves astray. And whomsoever Allah leads astray, there is no guide for Him. مَنْ يَهْدِي اللَّهُ فَلَا مُدِلَّ لَهُ وَمَنْ يُدْلِلْ فَلَا هَادِيَ لَهُ You always hear this in the khutbah. That whomsoever Allah guides, none can misguide. And whomsoever Allah misguides, none can guide. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what did he tell his uncle? Just say, la ilaha illallah. That's all you must say. And then I will stand for you in the court of Allah. I will... Defend you in the court of Allah, but kun la ilaha illallah. But say la ilaha illallah. Did he say? No, he didn't. And this taught Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a lesson. Taught all of us a lesson that you cannot choose guidance, but it is Allah that chooses guidance.
وتحسبهم أيقاد وهم ركود ونقلبهم ذات اليمين وذات الشمال وكلبهم باسط ذراعيه بالوصيد لو اطلعت عليهم لوليت منهم فرارا ولملئت منهم رعبا that you would not have thought right? posing a question would you have thought you would not have thought that they were awake although they were sleeping you would have thought that they were awake they looked awake as we will see a bit later but we caused them to turn over unto their right and left sides while the dog lay at the cave's entrance with legs outstretched if you had seen them you would have certainly have turned and fled filled with fear of them so ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that you uh, would have thought they were awake although they were sleeping so if you had seen them you would have thought that these people, these youth were awake. But in fact, they were asleep. The commentators, the Mufassirun, they explained and they said that this is because their eyes were open. This is one group of Mufassirun. They explained that their eyes were open so that they would not be damaged. So the one who looked at them would think that they were awake. But in the meantime, they were sleeping. Other scholars say that they moved the rut in their sleep. Tossing and turning. Shinkiti, rahmallahu ta'ala, he says that there are a lot of views concerning this, but there is no dalil for this, and Allah knows best. So Allah says, we caused them to turn over onto their right and left sides. And this was naturally to protect their bodies from earth, the earth consuming their bodies. Also, Shaykh Uthaymin, rahmallahu ta'ala, he mentioned and he says, He mentioned and said in his tafsir that one of the reasons also why the bodies would turn from is for circulation purposes. Imagine the body just had to lay. What would have happened? I, I don't know. Doctor can explain. If you just lay in one position all the time, what happens? Afwan? No circulation. So what does Allah do? He turns him from left to right and right to left. Which causes circulation. And also like someone mentions, like we see sometimes with the elderly folk, if they bedridden and they don't get turned around, what happens? They get sores. Correct? Called bed sores. Now, so see the wisdom and the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now speaks about the dog. Kalbuhum, their dog, stretching forth his two four legs at the entrance of the cave. And this he was as a god dog. So this dog that was with him at the cave he experienced the same as they did of sleep. And he was God in them, lying at the entrance of the cave with his legs stretched out. This has to do with their protection from the earth. As for their protection from other people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected them by means of fear. As he surrounded them with an atmosphere of fear, so that if anyone had come across them, his heart would have been filled with fear and he would have turned and fled away. Right? Imagine, generally if you see a dog, what happens? You get afraid, you get scared. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it such that the dog was, his feet was stretched out. Sheikh Uthaymin brings a mas'ala with regards to the dog. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu says the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said he who keeps a dog will lose out of his deeds equal to one qirat every day except one who keeps it for guarding of guarding the fields or the herd or as a protection for your house. Right? In the narration of Muslim, right, similar speaks about two qirat. A kirat is an amount that is known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala May he be exalted And what is meant is that some of the reward of the person's good deeds Will be deducted Every single day right? You keep that dog as a pet Not as your protection So now obviously this brings up the mas'ala But how do you know when the dog is there for protection You when you bought the dog right? Are you supposed to buy dogs? That's a totally different mas'ala again But you have the dog you know what the reason for your dog. Most people have dogs today for what? Like, yani a poodle. He's not going to protect your house. Right? He's going to play with the children. Okay, maybe a Rottweiler. Right? He's been trained to protect the house. That's a different story. But people have taken this masala extremely lightly. And it's something that we need to speak about and beware of. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says وَكَذَلِكَ بَعَثْنَاهُمْ لِيَتَسَاءَلُوا بَيْنَهُمْ قَالَ قَائِلٌ مِّنْهُمْ كَمْ لَبِثْتُمْ قَالُوا لَبِثْنَا يَوْمًا أَوْ بَعْضَ يَوْمٍ Likewise we awaken them from their sleep that they might question one another. So now a conversation takes place between the youth again. A speaker from amongst them said, How long have you stayed here? They said, We have stayed perhaps a day or a part of a day. So they said that your Lord alone knows best. That Allah Azza wa Jal, He knows best how long you have stayed here. So send one of them the silver coin of yours to the town and let him find out which is the good lawful food and bring some of that to you. And let him be careful and let man all and let no man know of you. Right? And then Allah says in the next verse, Innahum. Right? I yadharu alaykum, yarjumukum, aw yu'idukum fi millatihim, walan tuflihu idan abada. So these are the last two verses that we will be looking at tonight. So for if they come to know of you, they will stone you to death and abuse you and harm you or turn you back to their religion and in that case you will never be successful so here we see that Allah similarly as we will cause them to sleep he woke them, this again the greatness and the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, some people they go to sleep and they never wake up again Right, we discussed this last week or the week before. So from the lengthy sleep, right, Allah woke them up. And now a conversation took place between them. How long did we sleep? Right? Did we sleep a day? Did we sleep a portion of the day? Sometimes you maybe with the brothers or you go on holiday wherever and then you the person wakes up. How long did I sleep? I sleep for two hours. Right? Same conversations taking place. 
So they were asking each other, how long did we sleep? Then one says to them that we slept for a day or a portion of the day and they say that Allah knows best. Then perhaps after that Allah informed them of how long they had remained there because he awoke them and so that they may question one another. Right? And now what happens? So after a long sleep what happens to you? Now? Yalla mashay. What happens? If you sleep for long and you wake up then what happens to you? Not confused you? You're hungry. <laughs> right? So why did they send the guy out to do what? To go and to get food. Right? Because now they were hungry. So they needed to get food. And he had some money. But what did they tell him? That when you go out, you need to be cautious now. Now you can't just go, go out. Watch who's following you. Because what did they follow you back to the cave? So as we know, as the story goes on, this was now when? A few hundred years later, correct? But they still thinking that they only sleep for a day or a portion of a day. Yawman o But what do we see here? Far greater than just a day or a portion of the day. And so, and, and what do they say? They say that if you don't watch out, what's going to happen to you? They're going to stone you, they're going to kill you and Allah knows best. So inshallah we're going to stop over here. Right, the time for Isha Salah is in. And inshallah next week we will carry on with lessons because there are quite a few lessons that are drawn from these two verses bi idnilahi ta'ala subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashadu wa la ilaha illa astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk